This is a free download from Delancey Elim Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elim Church building at the Banks St. Samson in the Channel Islands of Guernsey. Contact us to find out more information about us. Please visit our website at delanceyelim.co.uk. verses that is so incredibly deep. I don't think anyone's ever kind of got the depth of this verse, but if you could just grasp some of the, the revelation of this verse, it's just going to blow your mind. I think this verse is so deep, it just would blow our minds apart if we just could grasp this. This is just such an awesome depth of, of scripture. Gen- uh, John chapter 14, verse 20, I've got to I just want this, the truth of this scripture to get really down in your heart. Because I think if we could grasp this, it just changes your life. I, I've just meditated on this verse for so long. And, and I know I've only touched the surface of this verse. But if you could get right down to the deep beneath this, something would just touch your life. Just simple verse, but yet powerful revelation. Here's the word of Jesus. At that day you will know that I'm in, the, that I'm in my Father... You are in me, and I in you. Think about that. I'm in my Father, you in me, and I in you. Isn't that awesome? I'm in the Father, you're in me, and I'm in you. Have you ever understood the depth of that amazing revelation there? I've actually called this, uh, what I'm going to share with you this morning, you plus Christ make a majority. You plus Christ make a majority. So it doesn't matter really how much is against us really, you and Jesus always make a majority. Isn't that awesome? And I think often this verse is kind of misunderstood and look at verse 18 there which connects to this. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. I want to get a picture of what this really chapter is all about. Here are the disciples... And they're battling with, with, with deep fear. They've been with Jesus three and a half years. If ever they had a problem, they knew where to go. If they needed wisdom, they'd know to go and ask. Is that right? If they faced a real issue, they knew who to get advice from. If they were struggling with something, they knew they would know who to go to. And for three and a half years, Jesus was their counsellor, he was their wisdom Everything they needed, they knew they could go to Jesus. And now he says this amazing words. He says, it's for your advantage, I am going to go away. I am no longer going to be with you. You think of being with Jesus every day. Every day would be so excited, is that right? You never knew what he was going to do next. I wonder how many blind people he was going to heal today. I wonder how many people from the dead he was going to raise. I wonder what amazing words of wisdom, what amazing teaching we would receive today. Jesus had been their security blanket. 
He had been their counsellor. He had been their teacher. And yet he's saying, I'm leaving and it's better for you I leave. I'm going to the cross, but I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. In other words, he's saying, I'm not going to leave you with that sense of being an orphan. You know, often, often people can carry, I'm going to touch on this as we go on, an orphan spirit. That sense of being an orphan, that sense of being by yourself, that sense of facing things with no one there to help you and support you. And Jesus says, I'm never going to leave you in that condition. Even though I'm going away, I am going to send you a replacement. Someone who is going to be exactly like me to you. And it's for your advantage I go away because, listen, he will not li- I will no longer, in a sense, be with you, but now I will be in you. See, Jesus was always limited to one space at one time. But he says, now something even more amazing is going to happen. I'm going to send you another counsellor. Someone who's going to be exactly like me. So you're not going to be left alone. You're not going to be like orphans. So I'm going to send you someone who's exactly like me, who's going to be with you. He's going to give you all the wisdom you need. He's going to give you all the strength you need. He's going to give you all the peace you need. He's going to give you everything you need. He's going to be exactly like me. He's going to replace me. And as I've been to you, so he's going to be to you in a greater and deeper way. I was by you, but now by my Holy Spirit, I'm going to be in you. Isn't that awesome? I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to leave you as a orphan. I'm going to be with in you. Ever thought what it's like to feel what it's like to be an orphan? I've known people who've grown up with that kind of background, grown up from an orphan kind of background, if you like. And one of the things often they say is almost one of the things they battle with, firstly, is a sense of loneliness. That, that inability to have someone they could open their hearts to, to have another person they know loves them. The incredible thing is, sometimes you can have a parent, but still feel alone, still feel like you're an orphan. And Jesus sent his Holy Spirit so you and I would never ever feel alone. We'd never feel that terrifying aloneness. You could be surrounded by by lots of people, yet really feel totally alone. No one understands you. No one understands what you're feeling. No one understands what you're going through. No one understands what you're feeling in the very depth of your heart. You're with people, but nobody really seems to feel what you feel and understand what you're going through and what you're experiencing right now. But Jesus says the Holy Spirit's going to come and he's going to know exactly how you feel. He's going he's to deal with that sense of aloneness. He's going to be your security. He's going to be your strength. He's going to be there with you. He's never going to make you feel isolated. He's going to understand everything about you. He's going to know everything what's going on in your life. He knows he's going to know everything you're going through. And he's going to help you. He's going to comfort you. He's going to encourage you. He's never going to let you feel alone and isolated. He wants to be the best friend you've ever had. 
How many found the Holy Spirit is the best friend you could ever have? You don't need to feel isolated. You don't need to feel, feel alone and struggling and, and striving life. You've got another comforter. You've got Jesus with you by the person of the Holy Spirit. You don't even have to feel that no one understands you because the Holy Spirit knows you and feels you and understands you. He says, I'm going to give you a, a comforter so you will never, ever fear alone. You're always having with you all the time at every moment of your life. Isn't that awesome? I think those things we take for granted, but we don't understand the Holy Spirit is a real person who comforts, who strengthens, who helps you, who encourages you, who's with you all the time, every moment of your life is there. You never need to feel alone because Jesus never left us. He sent us another. That's something powerful. Look at verse 16. It says, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Three may abide with you forever. Isn't that awesome? Now, look at that word, another. The English doesn't really give the full depth of that word. It's a Greek word, and it's a Greek word, alos. And the Greek word alos means someone who is exactly like someone else, alos. Not someone of similar substance, but someone exactly the same. And what that Greek word tells us is the Holy Spirit will be to us exactly as Jesus is to us. Jesus wanted his disciples to know that the Holy Spirit was like him in every single conceivable way. In other words, if you follow the Holy Spirit, it's the same as following him. He will be identical in every single way. The Holy Spirit will be to you as Jesus was to his disciples. He's another. He's of, of exactly alike. He's exactly the same, if you like. Alas, the same of exact substance. And never forget that you have a Holy Spirit within you and alongside you for every single moment of every day. How many want encouragement and fellowship with the Holy Spirit? He will bring that comfort, that strength, that ability to you. He brings it. The Spirit ministers to you in a way that no human could ever do. He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows exactly the right words to say to you. He knows exactly the right way to touch you. He knows exactly the right way to minister to you. He knows exactly what needs to be done. You never ever need to feel isolated again. I will send you another. The Holy Spirit will be there. He will be exactly to you as Jesus was to his disciples. Isn't that wonderful? I just think that's amazing. You know what? The, the disciples understood that. Because they still did the same miracles, even when Jesus left. Is that right? In fact, they did more miracles. Because the Holy Spirit was continuing the ministry of Jesus. Because that's what Jesus said. I will continue my ministry through the Holy Spirit. 
who will be with you, who will be alongside you, who will be over you, who will be everything that you need in life. If you've got the Holy Spirit, really you've got everything you need. One who has limitless resources. One who has all the wisdom that you need. Has all the strength that you need. Has all the peace that you need. Has all the joy that you need. All the resources that you need is found in the person of the Holy Spirit who now comes to live and takes up residence in you. You One thing orphans often feel and big struggle often, I know people have come from an awful background, one of the things they really struggle with often is with fear. They feel vulnerable, they feel this place of fear. And that fear can often paralyse people. It's awful fear that can paralyse and limit people in life. But the Bible says, I've not given you a spirit of fear. I've given you a spirit of power and of love because I'm not leaving you as a Orphan. And if you're battling with cringing fear, all kinds of insecurities of the future, sometimes we can't always define even what we are afraid of. We're just aware there's something, a cringing fear or a cringing insecurity that grips and holds my heart. And Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. I'm not going to leave you to walk in fear. I'm going to put the Spirit of God in you and He's going to give you confidence. He's going to give you faith. He's going to give you security. He's going to make how the faithfulness of God real to you. You're going to know the power of God as a reality to you. All you've got to do is say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you. I am seeking to develop relationship with you. And the more you allow the Holy Spirit to control and work in your life, the more you begin to find fear, begin to be to begin to dissipate from your life. You'll feel a new boldness, a new confidence, a new sense that God's with you, amen? Because the Holy Spirit makes Jesus real. The more I know the Holy Spirit, the more real Jesus becomes. The more reality he is in my life. Now look at verse 20, because that's just a kind of introduction, really, before I really want to go and share. Here's the one I want to get hold of. All into this. And in that day, you'll know, I'm in the Father, you in me, and I in you. What's that day? He's speaking of a day when he was going to go and be with the Father. And he says, in that day, a reality, a revelation is going to get a hold of your heart. And this is the revelation that's going to come. I'm in the Father, I'm in you, and you're in me. You see, they could never get that revelation until Jesus went to be the Father. And when he went to be with the Father, he says a brand new revelation is going to, be, that's going to come alive in your heart. A revelation that realises, I'm in you. Jesus lived with an incredible sense of union with the Father. That's how he lived his life, with continual union with the Father. He lived the life of being in the Father. When he says, when Jesus says this, he says, you will know that I'm in the Father and you're in me. He's not talking about like we would sort of walk into a room. You know, I'm in the room now. He's not talking about that kind of coming into. He's talking about a union. A uniting, a union together with the Father. And that's how he lived his life. 
says, the words I speak aren't my words, but they're the words my Father has given me to speak. The works I do aren't my works, but they're the works the Father's revealed for me to do. Everything he did, he did out of a union with his Father. Everything he did was out of unity and union with Father. He's saying, I and the Father as one. He moves, I react. I think his thoughts. I do his works. I speak his words. And this to me is the central truth of Christianity. I'm in the Father, you're in me, and I'm in you. It's all about union. And the moment you got saved, you became one with Jesus. Have you realised that? You are brought into incredible union with Jesus. You and Jesus became one. You came into union together. You got connected together. He says, I'm the vine. You are the branches. Where does the branch get its life? It gets its life from the sap that's in the vine. And the vine sap flows into the branches that causes it to bear fruit. A branch isn't struggling, saying, I must bear fruit, I must bear fruit, I must grow those grapes, got to do it. All the branch has to do is keep connected to the vine. As long as it's united to the vine, it's going to produce fruit, is that right? It's all about connection. It's all about connected. He's the head, you're the body. Ever thought how helpless a body would be without a head? How do you think your body would be if you never had a head? (laughs) I don't think your body would achieve very much if you never had a head. But that's the connection. He's the head, we're the body. Now, unless we get a hold of this concept, we get this idea that kind of God's over there somewhere, and I'm kind of here, struggling and kind of making it through. But the reality is, I'm the body, he's the head. I am connected to him. I'm in you, you're in me. There's a connection. There's a unity. You are one with me. It's more than, let's say how deeper it is. It's, it's not saying like, you may look at this amazing, incredible shirt today. But you know what? This, me, me and this shirt aren't one. I hate to say that. There'll come a moment I'm going to take this shirt off. I'm not connected to this shirt. I wear this shirt, but me and this shirt aren't one. Kind of, I can put it on as a garment, but me and the shirt aren't one. We're not connected together. And I wear it a lot, but I'm not connected to it, sort of thing. So it's not that kind of connection. Jesus is talking as my thumb is connected. Okay? My thumb is connected to me. And as long as this thumb stays connected to me, I can do amazing things with this thumb. I can text. Do you text with your thumb? I know I do. I'm probably weird, but I kind of do that. I can press doorbells with this thumb. I can do press-ups with this thumb. Not, not really, but I can. I could. I could. I can do some awesome things with this thumb. I can say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a thumb, yeah. As long as this thumb's connected to this body, it follows the input. If I, whatever my brain tells this thumb to do, it does. It's connected. The only thing that affects this thumb is when the thumb becomes disconnected. If I tell it to bend, it bends. 
The thumb only moves because of its connection. Is that right? If this thumb was separated from the rest of my hand, it'd be useless, it'd be no good. Is that right? But as long as this thumb stays connected to my body, this thumb can achieve amazing things. It can shake your hand. It can lay hands. It can all kinds of ways. It can do amazing things. But the moment it becomes separated, it becomes useless and of no value and no good. And Jesus is saying, that's what we have with him. I have that kind of connection with him. In other words, as long as I stay connected to Jesus, I can love people with what? His love. I can perform miracles with his power. I can have his strength to face these circumstances. I can receive his peace. In other words, that Jesus says, I communicate everything I am to you as long as you stay in union with me. As I am, so are you. How many want to have compassion? Well, Jesus has compassion and that compassion flows through you. How many want to receive his love? His love flows through you. We become his body and he begins to flow through us. That's what it's all about. As simple as it sounds, it's all about being connected to Jesus. As long as I remain connected to him, he works through me. He does things I can't do in my own natural power and strength. I haven't got to strive. I haven't got to struggle. I haven't got to make things happen. All I've got to do is stay connected. If that's the case, if that's the case that we can have all the love that Jesus made available to us, we can have all the peace, all the strength, all the power, why is it then, there's a question, that so many Christians live a powerless life? Why is it Christians live defeated? Why is it Christians live with no peace and no joy and no strength? Why is that? If Jesus has it all, then what's the problem? What's the issue? It's all about what? Connection. Somewhere along the line, there's been a disconnection. The waves of communication have been severed or broke down. Ever seen somebody, and it's sad when you see that, and I've met a few people like that, whether they had a, a paralysis, can't move their legs. Their legs are still part of their body, but the connection's some way been broken, disconnected. Some people, I've known some people have been paralysed from the top of their head. They can't move any other part of their body. It's still part of their body, but something has happened to sever the connection. And that's what I'm talking about. That God wants that connection, but when the connection is severed, then we're going to struggle. We're not going to have the love he wants us to have. We're not going to have the strength that he wants us to have. We're not going to have the joy that he wants us to have. We're not going to have the peace that he wants us to have. Because there's been, at some point, a disconnection. There's been a breakdown in the connection. But as long as I'm connected to Jesus, I can act like him, talk like him, do the works that he did. It's all about connection. And I was thinking about that. What things cause us to become disconnected? So he's 
So the sap of his life can't flow through us. So the love can't flow through us. So the power can't flow through us. So the peace can't flow through us. So the joy can't flow through us because something has disconnected us. The union has been hindered. The connection has been broken. Look at some of the things that bring about that disconnection. Blockages. Unconfessed sin can be a blockage. If there's unconfessing, undealt with sin in our heart, it will block the flow. It will block the union. Unforgiveness becomes a blockage. There's a block there because we've held on to unforgiveness in our hearts. Unbelief. I think unbelief is a massive big one. Jesus said, it's because of your unbelief. You're disconnected. You're full of fear because you've become, you've become disconnected because we are in belief. So this few days we were in the Ealing Conference. There's a guy called Professor John Lennox. He's a professor of mathematics in Oxford University. You know what thing has struck me? He says, you know what? He actually debates with people like with Richard Dawkins. He's the well-known atheist, and he debates with him, and more often than not, he beats him in debate. In fact, if you want to see a debate, I think there's one at the back there. You can actually watch some of those days debates with, 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 uh, with let's say, uh, Richard Dawkins, that's right, yeah, thank you for you're listening there. <laughs> and one of the things he says as he was talking, he says, you know what? We've been brainwashed by the atheists in our nation. They're trying to discount Genesis. They're trying to make us not believe in a creator God. Here's a man, a professor of mathematics, a man of incredible logic, believes in the creator God. Believes in Genesis. Believes that God created the heavens and the earth. He knows more mathematical laws than probably most of us put together. But he, he, he was establishing the belief of the word of God. And if nothing else in this day, on the onslaught, to the philosophies we see around us, we need to remind ourselves that this book is true. The word of God is powerful. And we believe this word. We believe what Jesus has said. We believe in the word of God. And the one thing that will always disconnect us will when we don't believe what he says. When we don't believe his word. Unbelief will disconnect you. I've learnt one saying. Doubt your doubts and believe your beliefs. Amen. Just believe the word of God. Faith connects you. Unbelief disconnects you. I think there can be emotional blockages. When we have rejection in our hearts, when there's shame there, when there's guilt and condemnation, that disconnects us. It's very hard to get connected to God if we're full of guilt and shame. There's a barrier there, there's a wall there. And sometimes we've got to get rid of all the guilt, all the shame, all the rejection. Because those things are blockages to the connection. I think a distorted view of God will break the connection. If we've got a distorted view of God, it hinders the union. It it, it disconnects us. I think one of the great revelations that's come alive in my heart over recent years is that God's good, the goodness of God. I lived for many, many years never really grasping that revelation. And I know in so many situations it disconnected me from what God wanted to do. I found that Jesus is so incredibly kind and good in every single possible way. He's good and he's good all the time, amen. 
Here's what happens. When I don't live with that sense of who God is, when I lose sense of his father heart, I live a life full of fear, insecurity, jealousies, independence, because I've never had a revelation of the Father heart of God. And when I've not got a revelation of the Father heart of God, you know what I do? I live as an orphan. I live with an orphan spirit. I feel insecure. I feel full of fear. I feel full of insecurity. Because the disconnections have, have been disconnected. Isn't it true? I've never really grasped the Father heart of God. It's very hard to worship him, is that right? How can I worship a God... I've never truly perceived who he is. How can I pray to a God that I've never grasped that he's a father? How can I work for that kind of God? Because here's what happens. If I don't have a true conception of the father heart of God, I will begin to work to earn God's approval, to earn his acceptance, rather than working because I'm already accepted in the beloved. Amen. My concept of God will separate the union. There's something else. To have union, I need to have communion. Is that right? How can I have union with someone I'm not communing with? That's why. Spending time in his presence. I'm saying more and more, spending time in his word. Spending time of prayer. Married couples, spend time together praying. I think that's what kind of binds things together when you pray together. Praying together, seeking God's face, having communion with him, prayer, worship. The sweetest days of your life is when you give your time and attention to him. You know, I think one of the great attacks of the enemy is distraction. The enemy wants to distract you from your communion. Because if he can distract you from communion, you won't have union. Is that right? So he'll distract you. He'll keep you busy. He'll keep you doing all kinds of things so you don't have communion. And the moment you, you pull away from your communion, you have no union. And the moment you have no union, you have no flow in your life. Because you've been disconnected because there is no union. No communion. That's what I've said time and time again. Let's develop a consciousness of the presence of God. You're just communing with him throughout the day. Not just in your first prayer time, but throughout the day you're communing with him, you're talking with him, you're sharing your heart with him, you're, you're developing communion with him. You're letting his word begin to work in your life. And communion will manifest union. And the secret I've discovered about prayer, it's not something I do, but someone I live in constant contact with. See, if I see prayer as something I do, it, it, it never becomes something that becomes unifying. But when I see prayer as something I do continually, it's someone I, I'm with, and it really begins to draw me into union. And when the union's there, the flow of the Holy Ghost will be there. How do you know when the union is severed or broken. So I tell you what, the first thing what, what you lose, you lose your peace. You can tell a person who's got union because there's an incredible sense of peace about them. They've got peace there. But the moment that union is disconnected, you lose your peace. Strife comes in. Anxiety comes in. Worry comes in. Those things begin to grip us and overwhelm us because our union has been broken. But as long as the union's there, 
peace is going to flow there. There's going to be a joy there. There's going to be a strength there. There's going to be a power there. Not because of me, but because who I am connected to. So think about it again. I'm in the Father. You're in me. And I'm in you. Complete unity. Complete oneness. Paul puts it this way. We are one spirit with the Lord. Bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. One with him. Connected to him. Isn't that wonderful? That means it's limitless what I can do. I'm not limited or restricted by me. I'm only limited by my union. So the more unified with him I am, the more connected I am with him, then the more amazing things God's going to do for me. Is that right? I'm going to get prophetic words. I'm going to get words of knowledge. I'm going to do workings of miracles and healings and, and strength's going to come and peace is going to come and joy's going to come and the love of God's going to come out of me. Not because of me, but because of my connection. Anyone ever said that to you? Oh, brother, do you know my connections? I've got great connections. The greatest connection you can have is with the Most High God. And through Jesus, I'm in him, he's in me, and, and oh, he's in me, well, you can see. I'm in him, he's in me, and I'm in him. How awesome is that? That means God wants to take you, flow through. He wants to take your hands, your eyes, your ears, every part of you, to use you, to flow through you, and do amazing things. Let's just come right now, let's just stand before him right now. Just ask yourself today, is there anything in my life today? All we've got to do is get connected. It's so simple. All we've got to do is keep the connection. And as long as I keep the connection, then amazing things are going to happen in my life. Amazing things will flow through my connections. Isn't it awesome that you are connected to the creator of heaven and earth? You are connected to the one that was raised from the dead, who now lives forevermore. You are connected to him, the miracle-working God. The same Jesus that walked on the earth is the one that you are connected with. He's the one that lives in you. And he's the one who wants to live through you. Union through communion. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Without me, you can do absolutely nothing. But with me, you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's remove everything that would sever the connection. Saying, Lord, I'm not going to allow anything to sever that connection. So I want to be connected to you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, let's say, Lord, today, I'm your vessel, I'm your vehicle, I'm your channel. Just help me get connected. There's a spiritual signal that God wants to connect to you right now. So you get a good connection. Whatever you are, whatever you do, whatever you're facing, there's a connection that's available.
Father, we just come to you this morning. And we thank you, Father, you said that as Jesus was in you, then thank you that you're in us and we're in you. Thank you, Lord, that you've not left us as orphans. You've not left us, Lord, alone, but you've sent another comforter. You've sent another comforter that will be with us forever. And he will be all that we need. Whatever we face, whatever we go through, he'll be all that we need. And we thank you today that you are the El Shaddai God. You are the more, you're the all-sufficient one. You're more than enough. And we say that for our lives today, Lord. You're more than enough. You're more than enough today. You are the resurrection and the life. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Lord, we just thank you today. Just worship him for a few moments. Thank him right now. Thank you for all he's done in your life and all the fact he's with you, he's for you, he's not against you, he's for you today. He loves you with an everlasting love and nothing will separate you from his love. Nothing in all creation, death, nor life, nor anything to come will separate you from his love. You're more than a conqueror through him that loves you. There's therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Just thank him right now. Say, Lord, thank you for my connection. Thank you, you've sent another comforter that will be with me forever. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In your workplace, he's with you. In your home life, he's with you. In all the struggles you're facing, he's with you. He's all that you need in this life. He's got everything you need. All you've got to do is just come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elam Church. For more downloads or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk.